0: Dude, right that in. Smiley Kaufman for 61! Wow. I'm Smiley Kaufman, and this is the Smiley Show. Smiley, the first
1: FedEx Cup playoff event is in the books, and Lucas Glover. He just went back to back. Uh, this is second consecutive week he's won a tour. event. after, I believe the the last one he won before that was the John Deere in 2021. Before that, his last win I think, was the Wells Fargo in 2011. So Lucas Glover is on a verifiable hot streak right now. He beats Patrick Cantlay in a playoff. And we are going to get into all that. We're going to break all that down. But we'd be remiss to not start with uh, the headline that you and I both shared via text, which is, what in the world was going on with Lucas Glover's pants? Like what, can, I mean, I, I, what, what in the name of swamp ass was happening there? I have so, I have so many questions. Like it boggles my mind. And, and, and I play in, in Durham, North Carolina, which is like the swamp ass capital of the world, you know, high humidity these times. I will not play in anything other than performance material pants. I can't imagine there are people out there still playing in khakis. So I, I just like, Okay. First of all, give me your take on what was happening there. And and are you a performance material guy?
0: Like I said, like, what are the RLX pants made out of that you wear? Uh, well, I mean, you have to hang those pants up in the swamp ass Hall of Fame. It was, <laughs> I mean, I think whenever he finished the round today, you know, go in the locker room, take a nice cold shower. Instead of throwing those things in the trash, which is probably what he was going to have to do. I think the club should think about framing those pair of pants and putting them in the player's locker room. What, what a sight to see how those things are going to cr- like crinkle up. as They're just, they're going to be full yeah. of salt like, next year. I mean, it was, it was Like How do we, like, how we front- preserve I- the sweat stains? Like that's, uh, that is, I think what we need to make sure happens for that. Why is Memphis always the hottest place in the world? It just, I mean, every single hole, Lucas, I know he doesn't use a glove, which is just Honestly, the most insane thing in the world with how hot it was out in Memphis today. And he's, you know, sticking his hands in every single ice cooler, which is a smart move. I would do that on tour a ton to try to cool my hands off to keep him from uh, keep him from sweating. But pro move, sticking him in there, because I mean, whew, those are not easy finishing holes. He was coming down the stretch, playing that's so i was interested about that like i didn't know what what
1: i guess the sweat thing is the most obvious one the one that makes the most sense i was curious if it was like a swelling thing you no, know you're no, no, eye, no, no, it's no. all it's all sweat related there it's oh, the hands yeah. in an ice
0: bucket yeah and yeah. it just you know it what it does to it cools your body off i mean this is the most simple thing yeah you, you're sticking <laughs> yeah. your hand in the an ice bucket, bucket. Gonna it's gonna cool you off sweat, but dude. yes <laughs> yeah, there's something about um someone had told me that i don't know if it was actually true or not but If you keep your wrist in there for a certain amount of seconds, it does something to lower your heart rate or something to where it like pulls your body off. Um, I, I took that as a fact and I didn't question it. And I really didn't even present that great of an argument it just it sounds cool right <laughs> if, if it's if it's on the internet or if someone told you it it has to be real I don't even need to fact check I would it always all. do it and i can imagine those ice coolers were kind of gross by the end of the week with all yeah, the guys right. sticking their hands in there <laughs> yeah that's probably i mean thankfully it's probably just like closed water
1: bottles or Gatorade bottles in there. It's like, yeah, I would not want to be pulling something else out of there after everyone's hands have been Ugh, rummaging no. around in there. Okay, but, but so but so you're, you're dodging the question here, Smiley. Talk to me about the performance material or not performance material that is on your golf pants. Like, Did you I'm, wear
0: like cotton pants when you played on tour? The only, I only did it one time. It was the last time I ever did it. And there were these really cool blue uh, checkered pants and I wore them Um, In D.C. at Congressional was the last year they had uh, the PGA Tour event in Congressional was playing with J.T. and Ricky. They paired us together and talk about another place that can get really hot, (laughs) Washington, D.C. If it's if they got the temperature thermostat turned up there, it can be just insanely humid and hot. And so I wore these. Uh, I'm looking at them and them right great now. Know. i'm looking at them right now i found them on getty these are that, sick that fast wow thank you they're uh, they're,
1: uh <laughs> and you had on some really nice looking like white and tan saddle shoes too
0: oh yeah no well this is this a fit dude it was a great fit but the uh it was a little dark in the back there by legitimately the second hole i mean we we had a situation <laughs> brewing. and um i i thought they were going to hold up a little better but I was in the future for situations like that when I knew it was going to be hot. I stuck to uh, the performance uh, material with ROX and never had an issue ever since. They make some uh, some incredible stuff. So I, I never had an issue after that. But, man, it was we, we were packing some heat back there. <laughs> I'm happy to report, Smiley, that as far as I could tell on Getty
1: Images, There is no real evidence of your swamp ass that day, even though I believe you, I think there's, there's maybe one photo on here, but it looks like it's shaded in such a way where you can't really tell if it's the (laughs) shadows or if you're brewing a little something downstairs. Also played with uh, JT that day, very young looking JT in the uh, Quicken Lones Nationals. So, That's fun. Okay, we're gonna have to, you know, cook that up on social for everyone out there to see those that that was that's a good looking outfit. But I I just yeah, I don't know how people do it. As someone who sweats like a crazy person. (laughs) I'm all like Lululemon, four way stretch performance material. Now, the the thing is, is I almost want to kind of rack it back and go back to last week and and see what was happening at Sedgefield in Greensboro. Because I'm not recalling a swamp ass situation for Lucas when he won the week before, but you'd think that that's another prime place. To just you know sweat your face off and your and your pants off, but we didn't really see it last week.
0: I mean, with all due respect, I'm not looking, you know, unless I have to, like, <laughs> it, unless it's just staring me Fair. right in the face, which which it, <laughs> it was, was. So, I mean, I don't know if that was just a, a different material maybe he wore this week and didn't realize until he got out there. But I guarantee he's not going to wear that that same same pair of drawers again. <laughs> Well, f- preserve them, frame them, hang them up at TPC Southwind. <laughs> frame Wind. them, man, at Le- Southwind. <laughs> Those things are, they need to be in the Hall of Fame. Legendary but pair of I do, trousers. I, I want to, you did ask about just his performance in general. I want to yeah. compliment him on how good of a play he's he's had the last two weeks. And, you know, what it kind of reminds me of is that run that Brennan Todd went on. And I know this is totally different time of the year, but, you know, Brennan Todd was battling some form of yips or, you know, just totally had lost his golf swing and then found it and then just went on this crazy heater. Lucas Glover, we talked and uh, Amanda Balianus even said uh, in the post yeah. post uh, round interview and said, you know, if I had told you, you'd won two events, uh, one being a FedEx Cup playoff event well, you know, what would you think? And you said, I, I would have told you you need to hire a therapist. <laughs> and I just such thought a that was response. such a, such a uh, quick-witted response. But man, it's crazy how, and I say it all the time and people used to tell me all the time how fast in the game of golf that you can get confidence. And, and it's crazy how fast you can lose it too. And you feel like when you're playing bad that you can never play good again. And when you're playing good, it feels like you can never play bad again. And Lucas is on the top of the roller coaster of that. And he's going to legitimately, I think he's just going to stay on that cruise control and then never drop because that's the way just the things he did in the final round. He was third in strokes game putting in the final round, making two putts outside of 20 feet in back to back holes where you, you know, when he hit in the water on 14 and after seeing Cantley making birdie and Fleetwood and Rory kind of coming down the stretch that are uh you know the big dogs you kind of expect them to chase down lucas and he made these insane putts that you know when, when you think of lucas glover's game you don't expect him to make those putts on the back nine but i tell you what that putter Uh, it's just, it's similar to that jailbird and they talked about it on the broadcast that (laughs) a lot of people are going to be ordering that putter. And I think I'm looking at one of them right here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was thinking of that as I was putting together this run that I'm like, man, I'm really just, I'm just following PGA tour trends as if that's going to work for me somehow, I'm just, I'm just give me the flavor of the month as far as the putter goes, and I'll mess around with it and see if it fixes anything. I think it has more to do with what's uh, in between my ears, but uh, I am currently working on getting myself uh, one of those <laughs> Lab golf uh, broomsticks, and oh, it's and not we, Lab, it's Lab. I actually don't, I don't actually you know. Don't you had on lab. ITR the other day, and you don't know. We did. And I actually don't know if we said lab or L.A.B. because I think it's an like acronym that
0: stands for like lie angle balanced. Uh, yeah, I did hear that in that interview when that guy came on. And now y'all got to have you got to come get him on I.T.R. again. Well, <laughs> don't you worry. I, I sent him
1: a little congratulatory text, you know, trying to get in good with him. Yes. You know, did hey, you send him your specs, too? Yeah, I think 45 inches right now. And now we just got to kind of figure out, you know, which head we want to get on it and how kind of, you know, where we want the the degree to sit up. But I mean, that's going to be in the bag. That's going to be in the bag soon.
0: I mean, I will give you this, though. I, you know, I had given you a ton of grief about how, you know, you're a guy that's a big tinkerer and, you know, you're always changing putters, this and that. I, this weekend, went to Inverness Golf and Repair here in town. (laughs) Changed my lie angles of all my clubs, pretty much. And also ventured my way over to the putting green and sent you a video of me. Uh, Obviously, the the first putter I grabbed, I made the first three putts. And I was like, I got to get out of here. This is not a good situation. And, And I'll tell anybody, I feel like I can putt good with anything. But after last weekend... I just played so bad. Like nothing felt right in my hands. And that place is like crack cocaine when you go into where <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it was the perfect putting surface. And you just feel like when you walk out of there, you're like, you know what? I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm all <laughs> the way. That's the thing that I love about all these places. Like we know we're
1: getting suckered a little bit into it we know that they're juicing up the track man numbers and all the clubs you're hitting oh, wow, I didn't do you're carrying cur- it 10 yards that. further you know and, and and you're putting towards holes that all have funnels around them. i'm making everything but we we still you know we drink the kool-aid and you're like this is the fix this is what i need and then you get on the golf course you're like wait a second why wasn't it working the same way it was you know at the pga tour superstore or the club champion or wherever i was going to get fit and it's like, well, it's because that they're set up to get you to buy the clubs, and and but still, still, we we drink the Kool Aid and, and we persist, and you gotta love it. I mean, that listen, I'm I'm I am a tinker. I was glad, like you know, for all the the shame that I was meant to feel for tinkering, I was really glad to see you kind of just slowly migrate over into my world of tinkering just ever so briefly. So how are we on the lie angles and the loft angles and things of that nature? I I got a long video from you that was very technical uh, in the midst of a
0: golf weekend where I may or may not have been several beverages deep. And I was like, this is just a lot to take in I, I went and hit balls after I switched the lie angles a little bit, and then I switched them all back. So uh, but I did find a little swing thought that I, I feel um, it's kind of an old swing thought. It's crazy how it always ends up being the old year old swing thought to the ones that 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 went over. But uh, yeah, hit it hit it pretty good in the little range session. I probably won't touch the clubs for two weeks after. I think that this was on Thursday that I hit balls. I didn't touch a club the entire weekend. I went full dad mode the entire weekend Mm. compared to you where you played golf at Diamond Creek and had a lovely time. I'm sure in nice 70 degree weather where I pressure washed uh, for three to four hours in Alabama heat, which was just insane this weekend and organized. It was, it was like my spring cleaning weekend. I just had a bunch of stuff I needed to get, get done before football season. I just wanted to have every, you know, just, we we just need to get all settled in to be able to not have to have big projects come September. I, I love that. You got to get them out of the way. You, you know
1: what you have coming up? Like I, I'm kind of in a run right now where I have like a lot of things that I have to do outside of the house. So I can't do the things inside the house to get ready. Yeah. Uh, much, I'm mean, much <laughs> of the chagrin of my wife. You'll but, be there uh, eventually. i'll I'll get there soon i've been i've been it has been strongly suggested that i either rent or purchase a power washer for several products around the house so
0: i might come to you for some some hot tips in that department when we get there um it's addicting dude i've heard once you get going with the pressure washing it's the most satisfying thing in the world it's like having your best range session ever
1: okay wow i i can't <laughs> imagine it's going to feel like that for me but i'll i'm willing to give it a try so um I, just to 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 kind of get back to to lucas and what he did well and there's you know a lot in here to kind of recap in the tournament itself but kind of going back on the putting thing that we were just talking about there i mean we were talking last week he was 180th in strokes game putting on tour coming into last week um i don't know how updated these numbers are but what i'm looking at right now has him moved up to 166 on the season. If he, he's making these huge improvements on a week to week basis, like you said, and third
0: in the FedEx cup
1: third. Uh, I, I, I believe he's actually fourth in the FedEx cup. Oh, they said that wrong on the telecast then. Well, let me, let me look at that because I I had, I checked it after projected and I, I might have this wrong here too. But that's what uh, they said. I, I'm no, not no. sure. No, no, So I, the FedEx Cup is still Rom, Shuffler, McElroy. Lucas moved 45 spots up to fourth, and Cantley moved okay. eight spots up to fifth. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, he, the, the the putting for him, as you mentioned, third the strokes game putting in the final round, twelfth the strokes game putting for the week. The broomstick has been unbelievable for him, just completely changed his mindset. you talked about that 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 uh, post round interview with Amanda Renner, you know, where he was just kind of reflecting all that's happened. Um, on that par three fourteenth hole, the one sort of moment where he he gets a little bit shaky and misses right in the water. Then, after leaving a wedge short on on the drop, he took buries a thirty footer to save bogey, which you know turned out to be a a really pivotal moment for him because it, you know he got into the playoff you know, on the number with fifteen under with Cantley. So, I mean, we, and, and you you talked about you talked a little bit about just that that change in psyche, but. I mean, is there anything equivalent to this that you've seen in the game of a guy that's like, hey, I'm going to something different and almost immediately, I guess he switched to the Memorial, but it's like, it, it's been a couple months and he's won back-to-back tournaments. He's in the Ryder Cup conversation. I mean, this is this is amazing stuff we're watching right now and he's hot at the right time. There's there's no no one saying that he couldn't go out and win again next week or the, you know, or the week following and really kind of force the issue for, for the Ryder Cup going forward.
0: Yep. And the plot thickens for Zach Johnson. And I just think it continues to get easier and easier for Luke Donald. I think his team is trending in the right direction. All it seems Rory Fleetwood, Victor Hovland, John Rahm, you know, just, just those four guys come off the top of the head. I mean, that is a strong four players that are going to be playing for that European side. And when I think of the American side, it's just, it kind of, it seems a bit spotty to me, right? It it seems, you know, like Scotty had a great year and now um, we we kind of see guys playing well in spots. We finally see playoff Patrick Cantlay come around and Mm -hmm. uh, he's been kind of lingering the whole year, not necessarily (laughs) putting himself in position to win a golf tournament, but it's been kind of a, of the last couple of weeks guys playing their way in, you know, Brian Harmon being a guy, Lucas Glover, like you mentioned, Russell Henley, a guy almost won the win of championship finishes T six again. You know, he keeps putting his name in the conversation as a guy that uh, potentially might be a guy that, um, you know, is, is a, a potential pick. It's, it's interesting. And then just to kind of follow up on your point with Lucas Glover, yeah, it kind of goes back to that point, man. It's, he he said it best and I think it was great advice the way he uh, said it in his interview after the round, you know, whether you're playing good or bad, you just got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And I resented with that. Um, so well, just knowing, you know, in this game, you're always, you're always working on something. And even when you're playing good, you're you're just keeping it simple and you're working on the same things. And, and what it all really comes down to is how confident you are mentally and mm-hmm. what you're doing. And and it seems right now Lucas has when thump, something goes wrong, he's able to rely on his putter and keep the momentum going. And he's just in this frame of mind that it just he can't be stopped right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really it remains amazing to say that about Lucas Clover. You know, a guy who's been one of the best ball strikers on tour for a long time. And now his calling card is that putter. So he's in a a great position, as we noted, fourth in the FedEx Cup standings now heading into the second playoff event, the BMW Championship. Um, I can't lay now, as we noted in fifth and and just curious as to your thoughts as to the way that can't lay played that playoff hole, that 18th hole. Um, With that really aggressive line he took with that three wood, which ultimately leaves him yeah. in the water. There, I mean, it, it, we saw. To be fair, we saw Lucas Glover take a very similar line and 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 carry the water just barely in regulation. Still ended up making a par and entering that playoff. But, but you know, do do you do you like him taking that aggressive line there and tr- and trying to kind of force the issue with a birdie, or is it like, hey, let's just make sure this
0: thing's dry and try to hit a good approach shot? Well, I'm going to take you back all the way to the Shriners this past fall when he was head to head going up against Tom Kim. And he pulled three wood out on that hole as well and hit this. it, It wasn't not quite nearly as bad as the same three wood he hit. I think he just barely tugged the three wood. Um, tonight in in the playoff where it's a much more difficult drive, the 18th at Southwind than the 18th at the Shriners. But still, you you can't miss left. And both times he hit three wood, and I don't know if it's the same club, um, if that's his miss with that club, but we've seen it twice now on the 18th hole, um, him not be able to put that club in the fairway. When he needed it the most, even though he did do it in the playoff, excuse me, in, in 18th hole regulation. But still, I mean, it's it's gonna you're gonna look back on two three. He's gonna look back on two three woods he's hit this year, um, and that's probably the reason why he's not in the win column. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's funny. I actually carry well, probably a different version of
1: that same three wood. It's a Titleist 915F. It's about eight years old, and that thing is an absolute rocket but it is very draw biased at least in my amateur experience so he likes to when fade i it see it too yeah, definitely. And, and, it, and it more so than I guess, think some of the other stuff I carry my bag, it's like it really wants to go right to left on you for a right-handed players. So, you know, I mean, I, I think, I mean, he's a f- obviously a far better and more skilled player than I am, but I I just think it's interesting with that club that that's kind of been the miss pressure, pressure situations, as you noted,
0: you know, not just here, but at the Shriners as well. It was just um, fractional, was just, you know, yeah, it, he missed yeah. it by three yards tonight yeah. in in the playoff, but you know i i just go back and and say like well you know has this happened before well it it did yeah. in the fall it he was basically perfect the entire week hardly made not one mistake and he hit probably a 10 to 15 yard toe ball 3 wood that um that lost in that tournament so just something to keep an eye on so i want to get back to the Ryder Cup stuff but
1: just one intriguing kind of storyline coming out of this event as well because we're now this this uh the the players that moved on from this event the top 50 players that are going out of the bmw championship are are the group that is automatically qualified for all of the signature events in the 2024 season which is a big thing given those those elevated purses and so what's that it
0: was a big week
1: yeah so hideki matsuyama Shoots a five hundred sixty five. But the way he did it was by playing his last four holes and four under to vault himself into that top 50 you know, conversation into the BMW championship next week. And the reason that's intriguing is because of the potential trickle down effects there for the signature events next season. So he entered the week 32nd in, in the official world golf rankings. And I'm not sure what his fall schedule would look like. You got to assume he's going to play the Zozo. because That's in Japan. But there's no real guarantee that that would have got him back into the top 30, and that is another piece of qualifying criteria for those signature events next season. So, it, it you know if he is if he doesn't make the top 50, if he's not top 30 in the world entering next season for some of those events, uh, the fried egg noted this on Twitter. He likely takes up one of those four sponsor exemptions that exist for those signature events. Now they also said you know JT is another guy that could take that exemption. I think JT at 25 in the world probably safe getting in on world ranking, but that's kind of a big, you know, storyline there. I, I assume his, his ranking is going to, going to go up if he doesn't you know clear 30 this, this week, either way, it doesn't matter because he finished top fifty in the FedEx cup standings. And so he's in next year. So that's just, that's, that's just, you know, it's interesting to kind of look at what, how, do, how does what happened this week impact those signature events next season? that was a big mover. I think in some senses, it's like, it's a bummer for, Mackenzie Hughes and some of those other guys that narrowly miss, but in another sense, it opens up a sponsor exemption for those events next year.
0: Yeah, no. When you kind of look at the fifty, um, to me, this FedEx Cup, I really think this is the right number moving forward. Seventy, to me, just looking at seventy-one to one twenty-five, and and now you look from the FedEx Cup from uh, fifty to seventy. Really, just you know, I I, I just feel it's it's the right amount of intrigue with with very solid players who've had solid seasons and typically in the past you know being 51st in the FedEx Cup you know you're playing you know used to be four playoff events and now Mm -hmm. it being three you know only getting to play one playoff event that's that's a lot less money than you were making but these these guys are getting well paid this year I'm not I'm not apologizing for anybody to finish uh 51st in the FedEx cup. They're doing just fine. But uh, that goes to say, you know, and any of these guys just one more week would have given them that opportunity to play their way into those, those uh, big, big time events next year, those signature events that everybody's gunning to get into and just notable misses looking through uh, the players to me that, that stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, I see Keith Mitchell there. I see guy like, uh, Nick Hardy, who had a very nice season sitting there at 52, you know, when I kind of look at next year and and last year, I kind of made a list of players that I felt, you know, had very nice seasons. that I thought we're going to have make that big jump as far as, you know, being a potential top 10 FedEx cup player or top 25 player in the world. And last year I said, Sahith, which was kind of a no brainer, but I said, Davis Riley uh, was another guy and Cam Davis was the third. And this year, as I kind of look at that list of who's who's a player that's going to make that jump next year, I think Nick Hardy is going to be a player that makes that jump. And and then here's another guy sitting at 65. I look at a guy like Sam Stevens was super Mm -hmm. impressed with his game um, this year. I I think he's an extremely solid player. And, you know. And really, I think there's and there's one other guy, too. So this is going to be my list. And I think Pearson Cootie is going to be the third guy for me. He's to me, he's got all all of the ability. He's won three times already on the Corn Ferry Tour. And he's I don't even know how old he is. He's so young. So that's kind of my like early list of looking into next year is young players that that can make that that big leap into, you know, something that we saw similar, like Xander Schauffele do. Um, that he was kind of below the radar, but he wins at the green bar. Next thing you know, he's been a household name on the PJ tour the last, you know, six of six, seven years. Yeah. I, I and when you kind of mention those set of guys, the
1: first thing I think of is like I'm really intrigued to see how that that sort of next 10 and swing five category plays out. Um, for getting those those filling out the field for those signature events. And then as an as a knock on effect of that, you know, how are they going to use those for sponsor exemptions? Because, you know, again, looking at some of those dividing lines, you know, JT finishes 71, Adam Scott finishes 72. You know, and Adam Scott is 39 in the world. And I'm not sure what other exemptions he might have to be able to get into those signature events, but I'm sure he's breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief today seeing Hideki qualify and take his name off the board, you know, as a guy that could take one of those exemptions because that, that theoretically frees one up for him. So, all interesting stuff, just paying attention to is as right. we. I mean, yeah.
0: JT, Adam Scott, Shane Lowry. Those are three oh. guys that are going to be getting spots. You know, that uh, I, I imagine they're going to get spots in just about every one of them. And I think Keith Mitchell yeah. will be a guy that that's a name that people want in those those events. But it's going to be competitive. It's a it's a not a fun time to be an agent because yeah, you're like, how are you not getting me into these fields? And it's but it's four guys and it's the most competitive. You're not going up against. Like. The players you're going up against, it's just ridiculous. You know, like typically for sponsors exemptions, you know, you can make a really strong case if you're a solid player to be like, you know what, like I feel pretty good about getting into this event, but how are you going to convince a tournament chairman that, you know, I'm sitting here looking at like Sam Ryder and JJ Spawn? Like, how are you going to tell them it's like, hey, like I got my guy, Sam Ryder, I want to get him in. Like, he's an unreal player, but how are you going to put him over adam scott it's just it's just going to be so difficult for those guys to get spots unless unless they qualify in and i i'm i think sam Ryder's one hell of a player i, I would give him a shot but it's just going to be difficult they're just they're just going to go after the names for those four spots you know well like you talking about
1: uncomfortable conversations with your agent where you're revisiting how the year went it's like hey um Maybe you should play a few more of these fall events because uh, we're gonna need to get you in the the next ten category now. I don't know if a
0: sponsor. So that, is gonna be that of your happens way. this fall, huh? So like you can yeah, start that's... playing into the next ten categories? So that's so yeah. all of these guys in that are fifty one to whatever can go play and start working their way into the next ten category. That's correct. Yes, that's th- oh, that. Oh that. man, that's I don't know how I feel about that. If you're a guy that finished fifty first, you know. Like I don't you know feel how like I feel you about have that a... as a guy that is bad at math, but also yes, the guy who finished fifty first, yeah. It, no, just tough. think about yeah. it. Like these yeah. fifty, they're going to play men. Like they're going to play men down. Like if if yeah. they have four guys not able to play in the fifty, the fifty man field events, they're not going to. They're not adding the fifty first, fifty second player. It's yeah. not like it, finishing Correct. fifty first on it the does FedEx Cup you. Does you it does you no good? And it's, I it's go out and I, I disagree with that. I think they should be running off of that list from the prior year, but
1: well, I mean, well, I think they, they what they will get is they will carry their points into the fall schedule. So 51 is currently number one on the, the, the qualifying list. The next 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay.
0: I, I thought it reset. Like I thought they started no, they, at zero. They, they take
1: their points from now into the fall. And, and, okay. then, right. and then, that makes yeah. sense.
0: That makes and, sense. And, and then they're
1: playing there for like that sort of next. Nice <laughs> Sorry, <game. laughs> I'm
0: still learning all this. <laughs> I mean,
1: well, and, there, and there's a very likely chance that someone. Wait, so
0: hold on. No, 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 no. Let's let's start this over. There's no okay. way they get to take their points in in through the fall. Because that's the way. That's, that's the way. So what about the corn fairy guys? They finished their year in the first of October. So if you're a guy who's in the top 30 of the corn fairy points list, you don't get to play in Napa, and you don't get to play in Jackson because the Corn Fairy Tour playoffs is still going on. So, how the heck is that fair for those Corn Fairy guys to first not be able to play in any of the fall, the first couple fall events? But so, I understand from an eligibility standpoint the fact that fifty-one doesn't go anywhere. But to me, it would it would reset at the, the top of this, excuse me, after the tour championship to where now those those players are all at scratch or all at zero. And so that that next 10 category would be rewarding the basically who play. It would be like a running new year FedEx Cup list that doesn't count for anything for your points for this year, but just a, a general list to get into events next year.
1: Yeah, so I mean, and and this is where I, honestly, I I probably probably need Do someone you see to see this.
0: The way are we are, are we on the
1: same page, or am I am I wrong here? Let's see here. Okay, okay. So here we go. I have the I have the pertinent paragraph right here from the schedule release from whatever it was last week. So as with the upcoming 2023 FedEx Cup Fall, the 2024 FedEx Cup Fall will finalize top 125 eligibility for the next season, providing exempt status for full field events as well as a spot in the players. While players in the top 50 will continue to be eligible for FedEx Cup fall events, players ranked number 51 and beyond carry over their FedEx Cup points from the regular season and FedEx St. Jude championship and will continue to accumulate points through the FedEx Cup ball toward their eligibility status for 2025. And I think also they're not locked in at 51.
0: So Mackenzie
1: Hughes is not locked in at 51. Well, the way I read that is that he's carrying over his points and he's now number one on this, this next list that helps (laughs) him qualify for, I don't know. I mean, I, I I need a lawyer, man. That's
0: that's (laughs) so dumb. Like that he has to continue to try to hold that position.
1: But wouldn't you rather have the benefit of being number one on that second list, whether or not you want to play in the fall,
0: then 911 points. Let's say somebody from, I don't know who, didn't even make it to Memphis. Uh, wins the first first event. They're fifty one now. So, uh, can he drop out of the top ten going into the to the next year? uh sure, but, it, it'll be I'm close. Saying, like, w- but wouldn't you're wouldn't probably you probably would right. you rather have the head start? Like would you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah Head yeah, yeah. starts now, better than no head start. A thousand percent. It, it makes sense. The fact that he's he's in a good spot to be in the top ten, but if he doesn't play any of the events, there's no guarantee. That that he doesn't get past.
1: Oh, and no, but I think that's the whole thing that the tour is trying to create is like what what they're trying to do is and and again this is just all assumptions based on the way I'm reading this and interpreting this and trying to understand it. And please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. You but only this get is- an
0: off season if you finish top fifty. Is that? Yeah, effectively. So effectively. if you finish off 50, you get an off season. That's, oh, and
1: I, I think the whole, the, I think the whole goal there is for the PGA tour to be able to go to this sponsors for these fall events and the host sites for these fall events and be like, Hey, this used to be a thing that counted for the FedEx cup The following years. There was like more reason to play these events to start getting a head start for the following year. Now we don't like really have that in the same way. So you're going to miss out on a lot of the top names that you might have gotten in past years. But what we do have is there's like a 50 to 70 range of guys that were really good, but narrowly missed out on, on making it to the second, you know, playoff event. And those guys are now heavily incentivized to play in your events because it means that they could play their way into these high value, high money signature events for the next year. If they play well in these fall events like that, that's to me the way I think that they had to set it up to sell something to those sponsors and events other than, you know, because otherwise you're just like, Hey, uh, you guys used to be like the FedEx cup fall just a slightly watered down version of the tour. And now you're like the corn fairy tour
0: effectively, but, but kind of going back to my other point, I mean, how bad does it suck that these top 30 corn fairy tour players can't play the first two events to, I, to I agree with that too. I, I, so- I can't, I don't even, I don't even know how to make sense of the,
1: where they well, enter at zero, the ecosystem, dude. they're they're at zero they're at zero You tell
0: me they have to catch Mackenzie Hughes at nine hundred eleven points. I it, the, well, so how, so, how are these cornfield so okay. players? They're they're at so such here's a how, disadvantage. Here's how they get in. Here's the how next they five. Get in. swing five.
1: So, so the what swing five. So the swing five is just basically and, and 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 so I assume that the events that they can get into. So okay, so like for the for the the first signature event that's not the century is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro am right so the top FedEx Cup point earners from the Sony Open the American Express and the Farmers Insurance Open the, the those five make it into the signature event so i'd assume that these Corn Ferry Tour guys should be able to get into some or, or graduates i should say should be able to get into those events so okay play well if you have top 5 in that category then you get to play your way, your way in I mean, that's it used that to, it used to enough, be enough, right?
0: These rookies, I'm telling you, they used to be in a much, much better spot when this fall season was a thing and you could earn points. They're they're going to be so behind the eight ball on this, man. I'm telling you, um, it's a tough situation now. It is. Because finishing top 50 is a, I mean, that's just, that'd be ridiculous for any rookie to do. And now with the way that it's, I'm sitting here looking at the list right now to see if there's any, rookie that's that finished top 50 um i don't see one yeah i mean i i just think that i mean you you were correct like eric I Cole. Mean,
1: yeah yeah eric Cole's the, should, the one guy that year yeah so i mean i i think i mean i i agree with you you're you're feeding less mouths more but that's kind of the whole shift that we made in the game to satisfy these guys who you know want more money because if not they're dissatisfied and, and they go somewhere else to play namely
0: live oh, it's it's just it's, so competitive man that's it's i'm crazy. not crazy yeah i'm not complaining i'm just saying it's it's just going to be difficult for those guys and there's will, so maybe. many there's so many good players from uh 50 to you know 150 i'm sitting here looking at the list but you're right man they're they're feeding the big guy's mouth but to be fair like those guys in the top 30 of the FedEx cup have been there the last however many years. It's the same dudes that finished there because they're really good at golf. So definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think that, I mean, I still think that even if it is five guys, you know, effectively, I mean, like, like, cause the way, and this is even helpful talking this out, like the way I'm now understanding is, is like the next 10, is the the guys that have the best chance at making it into the signature events through the next 10 category are, let's call it 50, 51 through one twenty five At least the start year's of the year. List. At least the start of the year. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And is that a rolling? See, that's
1: what I can't figure out is like, do they, did they then start factoring it, in 2024 start... FedEx
0: cup? Like do those roll in? Is it when like does a does yearly it rolling, rolling deal? Because it, the guys that so they can't st- go on forever. I mean, the guys that play well, at the century who the guys that play well at the beginning of the year are going to be at such a, a big advantage oh wait
1: okay you know what here we go uh, now I got it <laughs> I love I that it. I keep My... on going on
0: this rant <laughs> that I'm like okay like I see a loophole and a big problem in this and you're like oh we found something <laughs> wait,
1: it, it, to be fair like this is a dense dense list of information they gave us and I this is probably the 10th time I've read it and I'm still <laughs> finding new easter eggs in it okay so at t pro-am the next ten is from the final FedEx Cup fall standings. Okay, the Genesis okay. Invitational. The next ten is from the final FedEx Cup fall standings. The API. The next ten is from the current FedEx Cup standings. API Classic and Paul
0: Meeches. Okay, so, so first that's, that's March. when it flips over. All right. So, but that's something. I mean, you know, but you, but 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 you look at that and you say, the guys. I think that like McKinsey Hughes or just any of these guys that we're kind yeah. of talking about in the 51, they're at a big advantage. They can go play well and, and they could play their way into all these. So there's an but opportunity but, to play well,
1: but that cuts both ways too. It's like, you, you kind of got to do play well in the, in the, at the ATV program and the Genesis yeah. to kind of give yourself a little bit of a bump in the FedEx cup standings. Cause otherwise, you know, you, you might not, you might be kind of sliding down that list. And then by the time you get to the API, it's like, well, none of that stuff from last year helped me at all. If I haven't played well this year, there's going to be so it it is, it, it, I guess all roads lead back the same place where it is just like, hey, you got to play really good golf and then things should work out
0: for you. You know, you know? one of the biggest issues that was happening on the Corn ferry Tour uh, tournament directors were selling spots of the four wow. spots they give away. So it would always kind of go to the highest bidder if you could promise something, something to cut down costs, whatever it is to help make a profit. And that was happening. I don't want to say 75 percent is a high number, but it seemed like every week you hear about somebody buying a spot for 20 grand. And wow, that's that's how it was. And they supposedly it cut down on that. But now I'm thinking in my head: Are we about to see that same type of behavior happening on the PGA Tour for the for the four exemptions? Except, it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a guy going to a tournament director and saying, "I'll fifteen grand, let me in." <laughs> 20 grand like just like, like, give on, me man. a tea time this is a signature event it's gonna need you a little bit more than that <laughs> yeah yeah 50 grand like 50 give me grand. a tea time what does it cost I, i'm i'm sitting here a, a blind bidding process you i'm gotta, sitting here thinking know. uh i mean it 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 probably i don't see a situation of what tournament would be like you know what? We're, yeah. we might consider your offer of seventy five thousand dollars, but uh no, I'm just kind of using that as an example. Of that. well, no, it, that's it, kind of the really, economics of it. The,
1: I mean, we're we're kind of joking around, but in within that that sort of kind of point or question or topic is, I'm very interested to see how they use those sponsors exemptions because I think our heads go to the same place first. It's like who's the biggest marketable superstar that missed yeah. out on this thing? But do we think that that's actually how they're going to use them? Like, what if they get a little more creative
0: with? Did you a see a what John young said? Up and Comer? No, I did not. What did he say? All right, so John Romm said he just he hopes that the tournament directors use them in the right way and rewarding guys that are playing well that just missed. That's the way he would like it to be used, and I tend to agree with him. And I like so, that. but on your side of the coin, how do you kind of turn down an Adam Scott? Maybe he's not informed, right. but hard not to when his resume comes on your desk. It's right. pretty difficult to turn Adam down. And and also, did you also hear what John Rom said as well about, I, I about the issues hear- of the porta potties? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very smooth segue.
1: And and just because the timing is perfect, we'll push our Ryder cup discussion to the end of the show because uh, you and I have a shared iPhone note that we dump, you know, various ideas of, of you know varying quality, I'd say, uh, for the show. Um, but you you put one in there probably about a month ago now, uh, that just said not enough bathrooms on the golf course. And I just want, I just want to put that on the record for all the people out there who heard John Rahm this last week, beg the tour to put a port potty on every hole. I would just like to say smiley has been on this and not, maybe not publicly, but I can verify privately. I have the receipts. I have the note. Smiley has been on this for a long time. And Smiley, the floor is yours. Actually, I, I have a question for you. Where is this coming from? Where did this come from in your brain? Was this from a player's perspective? Was this from like a
0: broadcaster's it, perspective uh, out there toting around the pack? It's a great question. And it uh, the issue, it came from my bladder uh, being too full <laughs> too too often and having to take a piss in somebody's backyard. And that happened mm-hmm. one too many times where, you know, it, it just every single hole needs to have some type of player's bathroom on it inside the ropes. And okay, my wife sitting hold. here looking at
1: me, laughing. this is this is you've opened up Pandora's I, box here. Like, tell me give, me, give so me so many best, bottles of water. Give me your best, like sneaky on course pee, like in someone's yard. Like, do you have a a good a <laughs> specific memory of like I should not be peeing here, but I cannot hold this any longer.
0: No, it's you just got to be super creative, very, very creative. I, I would say in anybody's backyard. But, you, know, you don't have y- like a, y- a a specific tree or no, course or no, memory. No, no, no. It, it's just just trying to find a spot there where you just don't get caught because <laughs> obviously you get you'll get fined uh, like crazy if if the tour caught you. But put more bathrooms, we wouldn't have this issue. And yeah, so Ron, I'll, you know, if Ron wants to run for for president, I'll be his vice president and we can run on that campaign i think it's a, I I think it's a big deal speaking
1: of tour rules did you catch us today at the beginning of the broadcast where after by the way no, i
0: didn't catch the beginning of the broadcast because direct tv that's right direct tv i can't watch i can't watch cbs on my tv because of next star direct tv's issues so okay shame on you
1: direct tv shame on you next (laughs) star fix this immediately In in the direct will not stand for it I'll, you can picture. you can borrow my YouTube TV login, dude. Uh, Actually, I probably shouldn't say that on air. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can pay I, for. <laughs> you're I'm, pro- just, I, you I'm just so
0: frustrated with with it in the fact that it's been going. I've been able to watch golf on TV, and we're about to be a football season. And SEC is on CBS. SEC, so I think it's the God, last year.
1: Not it's not, just for you. I
0: think Fox is the same, but I, don't, I haven't had a reason to watch Fox until football season comes on, and. DirecTV like responded to my tweet and said, you know, we're going through the negotiations and really made me feel bad about tweeting it out. It was not like the classic airline. Like, I'm really sorry. Yeah, that was like, hey, we're really sorry for your inconvenience. It was like, you know, like they responded to somebody and said, like, cutting or leaving us and going to YouTube TV is not the answer. Like, this isn't our fault. And it was just. <laughs> it was okay. like the worst. I message to be, how ever. about you pay
1: uh, give me like $20 of my monthly feedback? Like I, I pay for your service so I can watch the golf. I can't watch the golf. Your service is materially less in value.
0: I don't know like, what's Give the me the money is. back. Don't try to yeah. shame me on Twitter. I, it was and so what I sent back underneath and said uh I, I went on YouTube and found there was a drill that Les Miles used to do uh with our LSE football team that I'll yeah. need to send over to. You. It's called the Big Cat Drill. Okay. And he would call like an offense and defensive player and they would go head to head and it's it's got 10 million views on YouTube. Oh, just like the Oklahoma
1: drill. Yeah. Like they, yeah, oh, Oklahoma yeah. Drill. I
0: love that. I love that. Yeah. So I, I sent it uh, to Directv and said, Hopefully this gets you fired up for football season and this expedites the process.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> wow. They they flipped <laughs> you into motivating them on Twitter. I mean, that <laughs> was a good play by their social admin. Uh I I I uh no I yeah it's, dang it's, it they
0: got me didn't they guys? they
1: got they really <laughs> got you they really mind tricked you listen I'll add you to my family on YouTube TV we're really going out of tangent now i wants to oklahoma drill on uh, a putting green during the middle of our member member tournament oh that's fair. Uh, that's fine yeah yeah it was it, it was good times it was it was really the vibes were high that day but uh this was actually from the, the golf channel broadcast today so you would not have missed this and i don't know if you saw tom kim on the range warming up with his pants rolled up which by the way You go check your your Twitter feed, our social feeds. Um, We were on this first. (laughs) You've planted the seed in Tom Kim's head. Hey, the Capri look at the PGA Championship was a good one. Maybe you could run this back in the future. And he said, maybe, maybe. And you could see the wheels spinning up there thinking, you know me, I just might run this back. And first round of... Uh, the 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 FedEx St. Jude this week, he fired a 64 in what looked like rolled up pants, Capri style. So he did it again on the range uh, on on Sunday. And then the tour officials came over and made him roll him down before he started playing today. Oh, I missed that. They invoked some rule. It was it was a real passing reference on the golf channel broadcast. I think it was Terry Gannon who said it. I'm not entirely sure, but wow, yeah, it was like yeah, like there was some rule, and I don't know if they were just kind of letting him slide for a little while because because you know there was some debate as to whether he so had the joggers on are Thursday. put on notice right now. That that's a really good question. Where is the the cutoff line? <laughs> I mean, quite literally, like how many inches of, of, of skin are we allowed to see above the this is line? like
0: This kind of goes back to high school principles with the uh, with the dollar bill with and the shirts. shirts. <laughs> it's yeah. Exactly.
1: It's, a, it's, a because it's like, well, let it slide for a while. Like, OK, listen, if you go like rampaging in the mud at Oak Hill, like we're not going to make you we're not going to penalize you. Like if you, you know, tear an ankle ligament at the open and you may or may not be rolling up your pants you know, a couple of weeks later because you're giving some of your ankles relief. We'll let it slide for a round, but like, don't make this a thing, Tom, which I hate by the way, if if a grown man wants to wear capris in a tour event, let him cook. <laughs> I don't know. I man. mean, come on now, man. <laughs> I love it. If Sam Ryder can wear joggers, why can't Tom can wear capris? Let's celebrate um, individuality. I'm
0: with you. Uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I well, I, I I just I had to you know on on the uh, on the list of things we're ranting about rules things of that nature I had to get that one in the notes. Um, so okay, so here's another item from our shared ideas doc. This was your idea, and it's one that I love, and it's one that I hope to do more of in coming weeks. Uh, so you said you proposed a snake draft. The top five things that make a golf day great. I just absolutely love it. So. This is your proposal, so I believe you have the first pick, the draft. I'll pull up my little note stock here of all my potential draft picks, and and you lead us off, SK.
0: For the number one pick of the perfect day at a golf course, Smiley Kaufman selects the boys. The boys. Just like getting the boys together? Yes, the boys. The game. I love it. Just the right, the crew.
1: Just a good. Okay. So it it's more specifically defined. It's just the right mix, the right mm-hmm. group guys. Yes. Okay. I fear, I fear that I've added a little bit too much detail to my potential picks here. So you can just cut me off if I go too in depth here, but my, <laughs> so I, I hold the second and third picks on this draft and. Oh, you got second and third. Oh boy. Yeah. So my second, my second pick is, is essentially a variation on your first pick, but it's, it's when, when, you, you go into a course for like they have a good like lunch spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a Friday and everyone got off work early. Everyone can get to the course early and they can get there early for lunch and some drinks. And you get mm-hmm. bonus points if you've all played the course before and you get to talk through course strategy for lunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what's we're, your we're, answer? What, it, what is it, that answer? It, 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 it's, it's a free it It's pre- going to be round, like a one, pre- be like pre- one round, word
1: Free round lunch and drinks with the boys. Because so, you can't always do it. A lot of people are coming in hot. We're dads. We're well, I'm showing going okay. all the time now. So it's
0: pre-round
1: lunch pre-round, and drinks to the
0: boys. Pre-round tomfoolery. Okay.
1: Okay. So that's my, that's the second overall pick of the draft. Okay. Third overall pick of the
0: draft. I'm going well, to for, draft. For, wait, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, it's a snake oh, draft. To get third. Sorry, sorry, sorry. To, to borrow from God, I hope our you don't good steal friends steal My apart, pick in my head. To borrow from our good friends of <laughs> My
1: take, you got lost in the snake there for a second there. Smiley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This third round, the third pick of this draft, four balls in the first fairway. Nothing better. That's four balls in the first fairway. Just everyone's vibing. uh, We're a little bouncing, a a little Rory McIlroy bouncing our step, heading back to the cards. Just nothing better than seeing all four of them
0: in the short stuff. I am going to follow you up with that, and I'm going to draft music. Oh, you stole my next one. I love this, though. I love this. Right now, my picks just, just to keep the board updated. I have the boys and music. <laughs> that tells you what type of situation I prefer on the golf course. Okay. The
1: boys, I love so the, you you stole my pick here. I, I, I will I'm just gonna add an addendum to support your pick there. Like I, I had on here like you vibe with the first song on your buddy's playlist. Like the first time you <laughs> hit this play, you're like yes that's how today's <laughs> gonna go i love it so okay so so you have the boys in music i have pre-round Wait, lunch do and I, drinks do and i get four get balls in the pick first I, I get one more pick yeah that's you we're snaking we're full snaking okay.
0: now. i don't i don't I, in the future i hope we don't do any more snake drafts i i was kind of thinking that it would just go back and forth but i know what a snake draft is <laughs> in my head it's i was thinking easy. we go back <laughs> forth back forth but uh whatever um my next pick, I'm going to take the weather. Yeah, yeah. And I love when it. I say the weather. I'm talking like we can't shut up about how good the weather is this day. I love it. I, I, it's, I love it's it. low humidity, 75 degrees, a little crispy in the morning.
1: Mm. <laughs> there's also there's nothing better than uh not, not a cloud in the sky. Not a cloud in the sky. Like there's, there's, there's also nothing better than thinking it's going to be a bad weather day. And you're like, let's just hang on to the tea time. That's a different, that's
0: a, that's like an honorable mention. That's honorable. Okay. All right. So <laughs> weather,
1: just perfect weather day. I, I love that. I can't disagree with that. All right. So I, this is a six pick. So I think I have, I have three more picks here. Um, I will say, uh, having a hole early with birdies, like both guys make like you mm. make one birdie go in the hole and you're like, oh, like that team, my boat raised us today. And then like you make one right on top of that, man. It's like, oh, like we came to play today. This is going to be okay. a good match. We're both going low.
0: So just you're, you're all about you're all about vibes and and current golf highs right now. That's your yeah like that's your current. I I, I feel that that's fine. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I probably should.
1: I probably, in in all likelihood, should care less about the results. But it's just, you know, they're just not. It, it I'm, I'm, I'm too competitive. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I you're competitive say, I nature's too, got coming got too out much bammon,
0: but, I'm uh, way. I mean, <laughs> currently, I have the boys, music, and weather drafted. So mine's a little, little more on just like I just like to have a good day. I guess. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the
1: next one I'm going to go with is God. There's so many on here that I could draft. I, I already kind of went food. I wanted to say, should I go with this one? You know, it, it's 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 too good to pass up. I'm gonna say, if Don't the course, it. if the course serves a good and preferably signature hot dog, ah, yeah, like good pick. Good it, pick.
0: So good I, pick. I, I grew up... getting a glizzy in the fourth round is a great, <laughs> great, great pick. value. Great value. God, in the fourth I, thought, round. Like, I honestly thought. I was going to be able to sneak a and uh, sneak that in there. And uh, uh, when you can't, you say like a signature thing. I'm going to kind of throw this in there, please, do. because you kind of, you kind of insinuated on that. So when I, I love it when a golf course has like what you're talking about, like a signature thing at the turn, like Olympic club is the ham dog. Yep. That's their big thing. Yep, And I have written in a, on my list, pimento cheese. Uh, we have that at Shoal Creek and it, we get to the turn and you're just looking forward to that signature item at that club. So I, I know you're going with the hot dog, but I, I think you picked all of those things that I, we I just kind of so talked about. I'm glad you opened
1: it up a little bit because so when I think of the, the hot bra, uh, I, I I, thank you. Thank you for extending because there are there are a couple of signature items that I'd just like to give a little honorable mention to some various places. So like the the hot dog I'm thinking of in my mind, I grew up playing at a course in Fresno, California called Fort Washington, and they would get the hot dog and they would they toast the bun and they cut mm. it lengthwise and they take the dog and they put it on the mm. grill. So you get the char lines on the inside of the dog, but it's also open in the mm. middle. So you can load it up with condiments, onions, the works that was like maybe the best hot dog I've ever had in my entire life. But I'd also like to give a couple honorable mentions to the, uh, the pub cheese and the Ritz crackers at Seminole and the ginger snaps and the peanut butter at Seminole. Yep. And then they used to serve Gatorade in a can there. I mean, there was like no oh, Gatorade in a can, in can at at Scholl and I mean, that's,
0: I, <laughs> I, used, I used to, uh, when I, when I used to practice at Shoal, uh, For two or three years when it was just super hot and I wasn't playing a ton um, in in events, I would I would cut a hole in the can and shotgun a Gatorade can. I was just like, this is like, why not? This is cool. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) honestly, why does Gatorade taste so much better out of a can? I
1: can't explain why, but it just it just does. There's just nothing more. It's opposite of
0: Coke, you know, like Coke is way better in a bottle.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So I, and, and the, and the last one, just uh, the transfusion slushy at Eagle point, Wilmington, North Carolina. And like, huh. and if you
0: airstrike that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think we're going to keep it in the food. Okay. Just category food. here. Cause you yeah. can't just, you can't just take claim on all, all of these I, things. I, I'm just going to start claiming everything. And then I'm <laughs> just getting like this. I, mean, I, I got like, listen, I got like
1: compensation draft picks
0: and I'm just using them all. That was a great all. pick, but you don't get to have everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. a great, I'm done. And the eighth and ninth picks are yours, Smiley. I don't even know, like, how are you going to label that? Just like signature
1: item, signature food and drink. Uh, but you said that I can't, a signature food item. I'm just going to say, I'm going to say signature glizzy and let the let the people figure that one out on their own. Uh, I think
0: signature, I'll give you signature food or drink. I'll give you that. That's fine. Okay. I'll give it to you. All right, perfect. So shout out. Well, it was the Eagle Point, Somebody you said? Eagle Point on the Transfusion Slushy.
1: Yeah. Pretty Nice. And, and airstriking and those things. I mean, now I'm really <laughs> stepping outside of my boundary. Like I, I, I had on here like I had on here like I'm not gonna draft it, but I'm just gonna mention it. Like when you're playing bad, a well-timed airstrike mm-hmm. that reverses your fortunes is like one of the great all-time moves in match play. Like mm-hmm. especially if you play better on the hole right after the drinks arrive, you're like, wow. Like you look at your buddy in the car after the hole, and you're like, good airstrike, dude. <laughs> good call, uh, on that airstrike. Yeah, that's a good point. And so is it my pick yet? It is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not your pick. Uh, I think I picked like seven things there, but you go ahead. Okay. Next two.
0: <laughs> this one actually just came to my head. So this is actually great. Um, this is a one on the fly. I am going to take Is this. My fourth pick. This is your
1: third pick. No, it's your fourth pick is your fourth. This is your fourth and fifth pick right here.
0: Fourth and fifth. OK, yeah. I'm at, for the fourth pick. I'm going to draft the breakfast ball.
1: Oh, love it. Nothing
0: better. <laughs>
1: Nothing better. It's honestly could have gone higher. It, it could, have, it gone could higher. have maybe should have gone higher. Can <laughs> I can I can I tell you as a as a dog lover, uh, not not to tug at the people's heartstrings a little bit too much here, but we had a really poignant moment this weekend at uh at Diamond Creek. Um, my buddy had a lab that recently passed away, and he had a little golf ball. With his mm. labs, labs name's Chester, uh, like his picture on the golf ball, and so the first tee, he just he's like, he just blows it into like the long grass on the right, and 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 he just turns to our buddies like that was so fitting. I just like laid him to rest out here, at Diamond Creek, such a beautiful <laughs> place out here. I mean, it, was, it was like the gr- it was the I mentioned it, it was the greatest breakfast ball of all time. We're like, hey, uh. two off the first, just tee up another one. You just did a really poignant thing for your dog. So apologies it's, to people out there tearing up a little bit, you know, wherever you're listening. But I just had to mention that it's the greatest breakfast ball of all time.
0: I tell you what, though, breakfast balls, when you know you have it still. I I think the most nervous I've ever been in my career is when I've hit my first breakfast ball or my first ball out of play. And now my first tee shot, which is now it's still my first shot of, of the day is just it's just become that much worse. It's like I can't lose this ball yes. cuz now I have to hit 3 tee shots on the first tee with a bunch of people around. So we know that breakfast balls are implemented, you would rather just maybe pull one into the rough and and give that opportunity to hit the fairway. But that's like an asterisk on the breakfast ball. It's 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 one of my favorite things to have in my back pocket, but also can be a nightmare when you're standing over that one you're thinking I cannot hit this one out of play either.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it can be a little nervy, but it's also like a uh pulling a ball OB or slicing it OB depending on like your course setup on the first hole and you can't reload is like one of the more you're like it, it there's nothing more deflating than arriving at the course and you have all the juice energy. I'm so excited to play golf today. And it's like, all right, bud, just stick another T in the ground. You're hitting three. He's like, I, I'm going to play <laughs> awful today. day. This is terrible. And my whole day's ruined. So I think I would actually love to see like we try out different formats on the PGA Tour. You know, there's like a stable for an event. Let's 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 do an event where there are breakfast balls. Yeah. Big, big I kind of love ball. that. I kind of yeah. love that. You know, I pray
0: more out. Yeah. I don't hit a ton of balls now before rounds. Sometimes I won't even hit any. So just yeah. have that breakfast We're ball on me. Come on. And man. you know, you just don't have that balls. excuse like, oh man, that hurt so bad, even though it didn't hurt that bad. You just <laughs> you're just like, man, I just said that felt terrible. <laughs> Sometimes I'll hit a breakfast ball after I go to the range,
1: just because yeah. I feel like it. So um all right, so you have your this is your fifth and final pick coming up right here.
0: Um uh, between two things. And mm. one I think I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna lean into one that it it really does get me so excited i start thinking about it on like the 15th hole and this is strictly for a morning tea time Mm -hmm. when you tee off in the morning and you finish the day up and you know you're and you know on the 15th hole you say to yourself i am a thousand percent gonna get a toasted club sandwich with french fries and honey mustard wow i can almost taste it right now I mean, I mean, once you just think about the oh. just the the crunch of the club sandwich, and you know it's nice and toasty. You tell them to take the middle layer out of that club, and you know the French fries and the honey mustard are just going to be popping off. I mean, what a, what a pick at five!
1: God, I I love because because you can you can you can feel that imagery in your brain of swinging open the doors. Into, into the, into the sort of the club room where, wherever your, your country club serves food and drink and don't need a wooden menu table. Don't even, don't, don't even, even need a menu. Take your hat off, drop it down the table, loosen up the golf shoes a little bit, kind of sit <laughs> back, do a nice stretch. I'll have the club with some fries and an ice cold beverage of my choosing. Toast to like toasted club. Golly. That's a, that's a high value pick to get that the last one to draft. <laughs> And and you know what? I'm just going to this is perfect because we're doing like sort of a thematic. We're taking a We're taking you through an entire day of golf. And so, again, depending on the, the nature of your day, which you're hoping to do, um, especially if you're on like a golf trip or you're in a really cool place, there's nothing like a, a good post round shower at a place with great uh, water good pressure. Pick,
0: good pick. And that just that bring it re- home. That's a like, good <laughs> pick. Ah, deep. how did i not even think about that <laughs> deep detail on this hurricane,
1: That's a it's, hurricane. Un, it's unbelievable you're like this is this can't be i might get washed down the drain here but it is so good and i'll say shout out to diamond creek they have great water pressure there too but there's nothing like because <laughs> it feels insane it does <laughs> not matter you could it, you could play the best round of your life or the worst round of your life you step in that shower and you've got good water pressure you're either standing there thinking about all the great shots you hit you hit that day and reliving it just basking in the glory and just thinking about you're about to go out and go eat that toasted club sandwich and go have that ice cold beer and talk to all your buddies about your exploits or you're just washing all away doesn't matter that i snap hooked it on the 17th hole or four jack the 18th green (laughs) because it's
0: all gone now now i get to go drink and hang out and i feel clean this is a great shower so exactly right and that was that is that that had to be we would have caught a lot of grief in the chat if we didn't pick good water pressure shower. It's a great great pick and and just an honorable mention i i do you have okay. one
1: uh you you lead us off here i mean i guess if we're like tri- okay, if we are snaking i'll throw in my honorable mention here okay um i just have on here uh a chip in nothing reverses <laughs> fortunes like a chip in like okay. it's like That's you're funny. in a bad position you're about to make a bad score now you just made a good score it's just like it just it's like just a little bonus like oh hey
0: I just shaved off probably two shots off my score. I just said two that came up in my head. But I, I'm going to go with what I wrote down the first tea time. Oh, yeah. 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 Get, do sweepers, do, do sweepers. sweepers club. Love it. Yeah. Love it.
1: Golly, this is a good list. So let me just recap here for you. Okay. So we have smiley first pick the draft, the boys. My second pick of the draft.
0: Can you can you run through my list and then yours? So it's, it's more organized good. in my them. head.
1: So you took the boys, music, perfect weather, breakfast ball, toasted club sandwich. Mm, that's with, a heck of a list. But the first tee time is an honorable mention. I took pre-round lunch and drink with the boys, four balls in the first fairway, mm. having a hole with birdies early on. Signature food and drink, mainly a, a, a glizzy, well toasted yes. glizzy, and ice. And I took a good water pressure shower with chicken. I think you up. got
0: better as you went on. I, I honestly think <laughs> you, you're, you might actually be the type of guy who finds steals later on in, in drafts. So when it comes to fantasy football, I know that you're the guy that's going to, going to be pick better later because you, you, you age like a fine wine there.
1: It, it was, a, it's a pretty eclectic list. Like I'm not like the, the, the top charting, you know, group that like has all the hit singles on the top 100. I'm more of like an indie group. That's kind of an acquired taste, but you get familiar with my work. And like, you'd never imagine the depth of this guy's library. That's kind of how I feel about my, about my roster here. That was great. dude. We got to do more of these. That was fun. We we can, we can, and we should, and we probably will. So that was fun. So that's, so that's our, that's our little draft there. Um, I mean, we, we saw a couple of clerical items. You talked a little bit about your, um, about your, your kind of, your tinkering with your lie angles and your, your golf weekend, uh, and your, your power washing weekend as well. I, I just got to give you just the report on diamond Creek. We, yeah, we please. touched on I've, various
0: points. JT Poston has, has told me a thousand times. I need to go up there and check it out.
1: And I, I, I saw his, I think maybe his coach at one point or at some point, yeah. John McNeely yep. up there this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I for I've uh, a buddy of mine is a member there and he takes us up every year because we're on the same mens league team at Hope Valley. And so it's like a it's like a guys' trip that we do with with our teammates. And it's it is I forget how good this place is until I pull through the gates again, like the next year. And I'm like, this is one of my favorite, like I, I get everyone has different rankings. I'm not saying this is like my top five rankings, but like I would say like of my favorite overall courses to spend time at, and I'm talking about like like is the course fun is it memorable is it do i like the members and the people i meet there does it have cool amenities like my top five are Seminole, cypress pine valley diamond creek tobacco road like i never played tobacco C- tobacco road i pick strictly because it is like playing golf in a video game it's mind-bending doesn't make any sense but I I can vividly I can walk you through every detail of every one of those holes right now because it's just such a wild place now. And, and that's not a private club. It's a public, but it's it's still it's like an hour from my house. And I, I try to get over there as much as I can. But I mean, Diamond Creek, Diamond Creek is really, really, really cool place. You should, if you ever get the chance to go, you should go. Um, so Friday, we were all the way back. Shot a 74, three birdies making everything I texted you. I'm like, I think I fixed it. Smiley. Like the putting's good. My brain is unbroken and we're back. And then Saturday shot at 38 on the front with the birdie and things were, you know, pretty good. And then I just completely melted down the back nine. Shot, fired off a little cool 45 to finish with an 83 four, four Jack, the oh. 17th green. So anytime you can do that, you know, you really, you got to take the opportunity to, and just really just, just finish the trip. And anytime you can just f- play as bad as you possibly can to shoot a 45 on the back. nine when you're playing Pine Valley, three days Ooh. later, you got it. You got to go ahead and take the opportunity to do it. So I would say we are, I pushed ev- probably every putt I hit on the back nine, I pushed, um, which was infuriating. So and I would shocking. say the broomstick meter is probably at a seven out of ten right now.
0: <laughs> we are hammering the button, high alert. We're about to order a broomstick. It's my only. It's my only play here. But that's a, <laughs> it's not even it's the only option.
1: <laughs> it, it's it, It's the only option. I can't be reasoned with. I need a broomstick, and I need it right now. Um, so yeah, so fun golf weekend. You know, I not necessarily need to go into as much depth that we have in the past, but Diamond Creek was a sick place. We should go play
0: up there sometime. Yeah, Will,
1: Will is offering invitations. Close.
0: Yeah, it's just hard to get to. Yeah, I know. I, know. I don't know. I have. I have no. Where do you even fly into? Uh,
1: that's a good question. They have a helicopter you can take. Yeah, great, yeah. Great I'll, get, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably fly into Charlotte. OK, probably flying to Charlotte and it's probably like a hour and a half from there, I bet. That's not, it's not terrible. I'll come pick you up. I'll come pick you up on the way. Yeah, there you go. All right. So there we go. Diamond Creek. That's that. Um, Let's let's move on, of course, to a brief preview of the BMW Championship. The second FedEx Cup playoff event is coming up this weekend. Um, We kind of know this at the top. Rom Scheffler McElroy remain the same at the top. Those are the top three in the standings. Lucas Glover jumps 45 spots up to fourth. Patrick Canlay jumps eight spots up to fifth. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood jumps 16 spots up to 10th. Question I have for you is, and, and you might need to pull up, you know, the projected FedEx cup standings here to, to look at this and kind yep, of at a response know. on this. But we saw Cam Davis this last week, jump 17 spots to 45th place. We saw Hideki Matsuyama jump. 10 spots up to 47th place get get into that top 50 who in that 31 to 50 range do you like this week to make a, a big jump into the into the top 30 and qualify for the tour championship
0: well i think the guy who probably needs it the most would be cameron young i think mm. that would be a, a big statement i think on his his just ability to do it in crunch time and and do it this time of the year I think that would be big for him. Um, I believe, didn't Sahith come very close to making it last year at the tour championship, too? Like Mm -hmm. missing out? Was he, he's 31 right now. Was he, where did he finish last year? That's
1: a good question. For some reason, I feel like he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he missed out by it. I think he missed by one or two. No, no, no. Um, he
1: he made it. He made it last year. Oh, he we was, didn't make uh, it. Okay. Great. He was 28th. He's finished 28th. He was uh he was close. Tournament. I remember that. Yeah, so yeah. all right. I knew I knew he was like right on the bubble. But that's right. He was, he was, I mean, you know, I don't know where his starting strokes were, but Scott Stallings finished 29th. He was 28th. Will Zalatoris, of course, would have been the 30th player, but had to yep. withdraw because of the back injury.
0: Um t- all right. So who sticks out? I, I I think Lee Hodges is playing um some yeah. really good golf right now when he's when he's dialed in T to Green and that putter's going, he's he's uh he just seems like he's kind of that that same flavor of Lucas Glover where it just feels like he's gonna be up around the lead every week. And then Ben on he's he's been playing yeah. great too. Um says he moved down one from last week so didn't get it going but he just seems like he's been having a great year. So those are a couple of guys that just kind of jump out. But you mentioned Cam Davis is a guy that's made a big jump. So let's see if he keeps it riding.
1: Well, and you know, to Kim Young, and we, we kind of briefly touched on this earlier, but, you know, want to kind of get into it a little bit further here. But let's just talk Ryder Cup a little bit because there's this is the last event that counts for the, the sort of the points qualification system okay. for the American team. And so my rough math has Cantley in 3rd, leapfrogged Brian Harman, Brooks Kepka and Xander Schafley this week. Um so th- and, and that remains I believe your top 6 of automatic qualifiers. So unless something crazy happens this next week, those guys should all be in. I have a Lucas Glover in 16th. Which is right behind Denny McCarthy and ahead of Kurt Kitayama, Harris English, and Tony Fina. I'd have to go back and look and calculate. I mean, I think he'd almost have to win again this week to get in as an auto qualifier. But it it would would take a lot. Um, So just on the on the Ryder Cup front, let's actually let's start with Cam Young first because listen, I love Freddie Couples, love Freddie Couples. Can can we ask for a retraction? Of the Cam Young pick that he issued on his show. I mean, I just it doesn't feel like a good one to use right now.
0: No. All right. So here's the thing with my Cam Young deal is is he had a great year last year. He's been inconsistent this year, but I've had a chance to watch him play. And his talent is undeniable. It's agreed. He's that. one of the he's one of the best players In the world, as far as just overall talent and ability to hit a golf ball, it's that good. So when you put him out on your lineup and he shows up, he is more talented than every other player on the other team, except for when you take maybe Rory Rahm and uh, maybe Hovland. But other than that, man, Cam Young's talent is it is it is as good as anyone's in the world. So that's where that sentiment comes from with Freddie couples. It's like, just, just get him there and watch him go. But I, I like you, the, he's been inconsistent this year. He didn't necessarily have a great president's cup. Didn't put it well with the president's cup. And when Zach Johnson's looking at his team, I I guarantee you, he's just going to be, when it comes down to those last picks that he's trying to figure out, I think he's going to lean on who's going to pair well with guys and and who fits the golf course. And Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the golf course besides it's hilly. I don't know if it favors a bomber. I don't know if it favors um, guys that hit the fairway. Cam Young can do both. So it's a question that uh, I I know that (laughs) the stats team for the USA is probably just continues to run all these different algorithms to try to figure out who the best fit is and who pairs best with who. But if I'm just, and I'm kind of liking, I just don't see Zach Johnson. If If it comes down picking between Lucas Glover and him, I just don't see him not taking JT. Well, so that, that,
1: and that's to, on, on the cam young piece, like maybe that's, maybe I'm being a little unfair there because it the, really, the debate is, are you, are you picking on talent, you know, or, or I guess maybe there are three kind of categories, right? Are you picking on talent? Are you picking on past results? You know, which is like the Justin Thomas mm-hmm. argument, or are you picking on current form, which is the Lucas Glover argument? So you just kind of answered yeah, it there a little bit. It's like, do, do it's you, well, so, so if you're not, if you, if you're still putting JT on the team, would you consider a pick for Lucas over another one of those guys yeah. we floated as the last three? And I think most recently we talked about maybe Ricky or Sam Burns being some of those picks. If indeed speed Homa and young get the other
0: three picks. So if the U S goes on to lose the Ryder cup, Zach Johnson is going to get criticized regardless yeah. of what happens, but really he's going to get criticized if he leaves some of the best players in the world at home. So I know Justin Thomas has not had the year uh, to necessarily be in current form to be maybe one of the picks when you kind of look at everybody else's resume this year and what they've done versus what JT has done, but it's going to come down to man, how do you how do you leave him at home and and watch the other team get the job done and, and wonder what Justin Thomas could have done, and that's kind of where my my belief in it in this is is, is that. He's been your best player. He's been the rock. It's it's similar to years where Sergio Garcia and Ian Poulter uh, have been on the outside and they just said, you know what, even though this guy's had a great year, whoever that European tour player might have been, we're taking Ian Poulter just because we know what he can do. And I mean, he know, we know he can handle this moment in the Ryder Cup. So that's going to be the big thing, you know, if and I. I don't envy being Zach. I'll say it a thousand times. I don't envy being Zach this year. This is a terrible year to be a Ryder Cup captain for the fact that get picking his team, he's going to be highly criticized. Uh, who we, with who his lineup is? It's not just cut and dry like it has been the last couple of years. You know that, that's a really good point, and I think that's one
1: that he he is in a little bit of a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. Like yes. the, all the noise we're hearing right now is if you pick JT and you lose. People are going to grill you for picking a guy that, that wasn't in form. But what if you pick Lucas Glover and you lose? I mean, I think you'll still get us the same volume from the other side of people saying, how could you leave a guy that's been so successful? It'll, this format it'll be worse. Home?
0: It'll be worse.
1: And, and I th- I think it, 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 you can almost get too cute there. And I'm not advocating against a Lucas Glover. I mean, he's in red hot form. And I think he could make a really great addition to a team. But there is an element of like getting a little bit too cute with those last few picks and then showing up on a Sunday and you've got a singles match. and You're like, yeah. Wait, why do we not have Justin Thomas here to play in a format that he's absolutely dominated in, you know, every time we've done this. So right. I, I think that's. Now you, now you just said you said something really interesting there about a few minutes ago, where you're talking about the most talented players on the team or on each of those teams. It, is it the case that I mean, I guess Scotty Sheffler's in the conversation, but I I, I want to ask you two things. Do you think the Europeans have the three most talented players out of the entire bunch? And and where do you think Scotty Scheffler fits in terms of talent?
0: Alongside McElroy, Rom, and Hovland, well, I mean they're it, all they're all in the same bubble, right? You know that's, sure. that's a You you float. You know a lot of the U.S. guys in that same bubble as well. When I talk about overall talent, just like just the intangible superpowers that these guys have, like Cam Young mm-hmm. has legitimate superpowers. He can hit it further than anybody in the world when he wants to, and he can shape shots left right right left, and he can change trajectories, Tiger Woods esque. And so he can do things with the golf ball that other guys can't. And when that's what I'm talking about, when it, when, when I refer to talent, but that doesn't mean a guy, you know, for instance, down the list, like Russell Henley, dude, he's one of the straightest hitters on tour right now. He hits more greens. He hits more fairways than anybody. He would be one heck of a partner for somebody in these, in this format. We know he's a guy that played basketball all the way through high school as an all state player. He would be somebody that would be a great teammate in that room, but that's, we don't know what Zach's looking for. Mm-hmm. And is he going to go for like the pure guys who have, you know, proven it time and time again, like JT, Tony now, and then an up and comer talent, like Cam Young, Sam Burns. Do you go with the guys that, that are undeniably really good at golf, but not necessarily in form? Or do you go with someone like Lucas or Russell Henley, who are unreal ball strikers, but we don't they don't have the experience. And if you end up going out on a limb and picking guys that don't have experience and he already has two guys in his room and Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark, who hasn't who haven't been on a team. You have to start looking at your roster. And you're like, wait, mm-hmm. I, I need more experience. I, I need like to counterbalance it. Yeah. yeah so I, in my head, I'm thinking he's going to pick the guys that have been there and done that because the less experience you have playing in a Ryder Cup especially in Europe it's it's unlike anything that 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 you experience in the game of golf
1: yeah well and and i just thought it was interesting i don't really i don't pose the talent question as a as a sort of gotcha thing as much as i think that it's been a little bit overblown how much we painted the European team as a scrappy underdog that, you know, it'd be a <laughs> no, miracle they're, good, if they're able to win. They're gonna be, they're gonna be really, really good. And, and, and okay, maybe they don't have the the roster depth the US team has, but I think, you know, kind of to your point that you're just making right there, where even though the guys on that team have played well this year, specifically in majors, these are guys that don't have Ryder cup experience. And so the selection picture gets, it becomes a real headache in terms of how do you, how do you you know fill out the rest of that thing? And you could come into Europe with a team where you're like, it, it's a real unknown quantity. And, and the European team who's been sold to us as this kind of, underdog that just got, you know, the brakes beaten off them at whistling straights and how could they possibly, you know, you know win the cut back on the, on their own turf. I mean, it, I think it's going to be a lot more even than, than yeah. maybe we thought think it was. Going.
0: I think it'll be a fairly even odd. Um, obviously when the teams come out, it'll, it'll be easier to figure out, but I, I think it'll be in my head going into it without even knowing who's going to be on the teams. I have Europe is just like a very, very slight favorite, just with the, the atmosphere, uh, the guys in form. And I think the U S will have their teams that we know that are performed well, but they haven't won in Europe in how many years it's been like 30 years or something. So yeah, yeah they get their work uh You get their work cut out for them. They, they certainly do all, all interesting stuff. And
1: You know, next week, next week, we're really going to have the definitive. Here's where the points stand. And this is what the picture looks like. And we're on the doorstep of Zach Johnson making some picks. So it'll be interesting to recap there. So that's that's basically what we have, you know, for now. So you're off to to Denver this week, right? For the USAM.
0: Yep. Uh, Flying out tomorrow. Going to be there all week. Really excited. Be in the booth. We're in a coat and tie every day. Ooh. So that's uh, all that for you. That's I also was doing that this weekend was trying to figure out if I have five coat and tie outfits. And so <laughs> that was a bit of a to do as well to figure out it. And, and, and shout out to one of my buddies, uh, James Cunningham. He he took uh, two of my two of my shirts, uh, the the top button. I never wear ties to outings or not mm-hmm. outings, but to like weddings and stuff. I just go top button on button because I just hate the feeling of it and he uh (laughs) he was able the place he's working right now they were able to move the button like a little bit over to where i got a little bit more breathing room up here to where i'm not gonna like like when you put a rubber band on a watermelon, I'm not just gonna burst. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that would not be good for you or the broadcast, the USM
0: So I'm very oh, yeah, glad they made it. A- just, you just picture that live shot and then it coming down to us in a booth, and you just see my face is just purple from a tie and just L- dress purple. Yeah, it's great. Yeah,
1: I'm just, I'm just bummed we won't be able to see your lower half. I'd love for you to run back these uh seer sucker pants you want at the uh, at the Quicken Lows National. We need to break those back out so um well that's that's all we've got for today so unless you have additional thoughts i guess we'll see you on we'll see you on on monday or we'll see you on thursday with a new interview here so absolutely appreciate y'all
0: listening and uh, we'll talk to you then the smiley show is part of the serious xm sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast